Welcome back to Blackout, House of Bob's cyberpunk adventure set in the Vantal Megaplex, powered by the Sprawl RPG system. Hi, I'm Christina, and I'll be playing Olivia Crow, once a test subject for the R&D sector of Mass Corp, now a low-level runner for the Gastown Sparks. I'm Schubert. I'll be playing Bunk the Beat Hacker. I'm Dan. I'll be playing Tiz, the hard-nosed reporter tracking down corruption no matter the cost. Hey, I'm Alex. I'll be playing the fixer, black market dealer, and conspiracy theorist, Garrett. Blackout is made possible in part by our sponsor, Legend 7 Brewing, and by listeners like you. To support the show, visit patreon.com slash the house of Bob. Roll on. with your 6 o'clock news blast on VKTR 90.9, your off-grid radio network. Our top story today, investigators continue into the devastating explosion and subsequent inferno that engulfed his pistol HQ late Sunday night in downtown Van. Floors 7 through 46 of the building are still cordoned off as the investigation and repairs continue. Though Epistle has yet to make a statement regarding the cause of the incident, as usual, rumors ripple through the net suggesting everything from industrial sabotage to illegal weapons experience gone wrong. And you know the mainstream media won't tell you this, so you need to tune in here every single night at 6 o'clock with me, your host, Burn Knightley. Some wonder if this is part of a recent string of mysterious blackouts that have plagued the city, and that might be the cause. The unexplained phenomena of hyper-localized roaming blackouts that affect even wireless devices and cyberware. Who's behind this? It's probably the council. You know that they are behind it. Many citizens are incredibly alarmed. What could cause such a strange occurrence? And what are the board of directors doing about it other than hiding it from you and me? Be sure to tune in so you can get the truth. Garrett was listening to Bird Nightly Nightly, I guess. <laughs> Burn nightly, nightly. <laughs> that was good. I like it. Nightly burn new. <laughs> and uh, pass this information on to you, although you probably ignored him because it's just <laughs> another usual rant. But last week, there was a huge explosion and fire at Epistol HQ. Most of it is still locked down. That was before we got yes. to the package. Okay. Cool, Garrett. Garrett, man. <laughs> Garrett, I think you got to chill on that burn nightly shit that... that- that shit ain't good for you, man. That's you- not real reporting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he would have it up. That's what you say because you're part of the fake news. Oh. oh. No, not. I'm like even in a more underground like newspaper than him. Oh. Oh, it's fucking hipster newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's printed on paper. <laughs> that's why no one reads it, man. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you got to yell more. Like, burn. That's right. That's how you know that it's the truth because I mean, Burn is not excited a about it. A reporter. That's like the first time I think my pulse has gone up in like forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's real Burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If your pulse starts to burn, you know you're listening to Burn. So the last time what you guys thought was going to be a routine getting paid and meeting your client, unfortunately the client was unavailable. You suspect foul play, and you were met by two PR agents from Epistle Inc., and they recruited you. They gave you an offer. You had secured this package with smart gun history, and they want to find out how this information was leaked from Epistle. You guys did a little research. You found out where the QuickBox facility is that you would need to get the tracking information from. You spoke with a contact, Michael, 
one of Tissa's contacts who gave you some information about where in the computer system you'd find it. You need to log in and then there's a little app that you fire up that has the ever-changing track tracking information. And right now you guys are kind of scoping out the QuickBox facility. You know that this is an unmanned exchange. So there's one rail that comes in between two large skyscrapers, meets a kind of floating building built into this rail, which then separates into four more rails that head outwards into the city. It's quite high up. It's about 20 stories up. And you guys are trying to decide what to do about it. You guys have made a little bit of noise already. The legwork clock is at 18, meaning that there's some rumors going around. Epistle probably doesn't know what's up, but you know people on the net are talking about, there seems like there's some kind of job going down. And the action clock has moved up to 15, which means, again, maybe the target has a little bit of word that uh, something might be going on. And that's where we're at. Role play. (laughs) (laughs) What do we want to do next? Bunk spent some time 3D printing, jamming in all these recycled materials, all these old masks. And he is printing out parts for a drone. So he prints out some rotor blades. He prints out a central motor prints out a part that can insert a USB and pull it out and all that. So I'm going to spend my three gear on a dope-ass drone. (laughs) A dope-ass drone? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that. (laughs) Just a dope drone. (laughs) Okay, I want to be clear. Where's the hyphen? (laughs) it's just a drone (laughs) wow it's really demoted (laughs) but it's swag as hell yeah so i think the constraints of your gear from your 3d printing ability is that they have to be pretty small and simple yeah Um, it is pretty yeah so i I think especially since you're, you're spending a few gear you can make the separate parts and then combine them So it's quite a small drone yeah basically just enough to hold this little usb drive Mm -hmm. and that's about it and I think it'll probably fall apart after, you know, a <laughs> yeah. few uses. It's definitely a, a quick fix. Yeah, it's yeah. a temporary solution. But yeah, here you are. So are you guys ready to act on that? You want to send up this drone to the QuickBox facility and get in there? I think so. We'll roll out in, in Olivia's van, I guess. Yeah, let's roll out sure. in my van. Yeah, so you head to the site. You are on street level below the QuickBox facility. And this little 3D printed drone of recycled materials, it kind of whines a little bit as you put this little payload on it. (laughs) And you send it up and you see it disappear into the sky traffic above. Good luck, little dude. I would like to send one of my birds along with it. If there's any cameras, it can like help block him and stuff like that. Okay. Would you be able to do that and I'll have the the drone pre-programmed? Yeah, I think so. So you've 3D printed your drone. You've pre-programmed it on a route that between Tiss's Intel and Olivia, you send up one of your... Jack. Jack. Yeah. yeah, Jack the crew to scout out the place and report back. And you have a pretty good idea of the route that it would need to take. So you program in the commands, you send it up, and you cross your fingers. Bunk. Roll a mind check to see how well you program this little droney. Ten. Perfect. Flawless. The drone flies up. You see it disappear into the sky traffic and slip into a little vent. Bunk waves goodbye. Mm-hmm. You wait for a few tense moments without optical feedback to know how well this is going. And then a moment later, you see the little drone pop back out. And it flies down with an eager whine. Sweet. And you pull out the little data drive. You pop it into your personal pad, eager to see the result. You think you got it. You think you can use this to decrypt the packing slip and find out where it came from. Oh, hell yeah. Check it out, guys. I got it. Nice. 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 Let's plug this baby in. 
Let's let's get out of here first. <laughs> yeah. No, good call. Let's, <laughs> I drive away. You guys uh, get in the van and uh, uh, while in the van, you start typing in the numbers from the box into your little program that you've pilfered. Come on, give us a name. Give us a name. You find actually a couple things going on. Someone has messed with this tracking information. It leads to the cadaver facility where you had stolen it from, which is basically a trash facility. It was meant to just be dropped there and forgotten forever. But there was another address kind of hidden inside that one. Actually, Bunk, you probably appreciate it because it's a, it's a message hidden inside another message quite artfully. And you find that second message and it leads back to an office building in downtown Van. The name on it is Trip Styles. And it's an office, just again, just a kind of office on street level in the downtown Van. Jackpot. Do I recognize the name Trip Styles or do I know anything about that? I don't think you would, no. Okay. What part of town is this building in? The corporate sector. It's actually not far from Epistle HQ. Okay. Maybe a dozen blocks away. Could we do like a low level search to see who maybe Trip Styles is? Yep. Roll a research. 12. Big 12. Great. So you get an Intel, which you can spend whenever you want later. And then you can ask me one question from the research list and you get a follow-up as well. What is the relationship between Trip and Epistle? You dig around and you find on a kind of old Epistle customer-facing website, you find his name. He's a data analyst for Epistle. Okay. Used to be or still is? Currently is. Okay. Olivia, you can ask a follow-up to that question as well if you want. Is there anything maybe listed on the website or anything like that where it would say what he might be working on? You know that it would be his job to analyze and decipher useful information from smart gun user history, data. from user data. Mm. Yeah. He's in the big data department. So he's a, a he's programmer a miner, of some yeah. sort. Some kind of data miner. <laughs> yeah. Garrett asks the group, he lets them know that he has a contact in a pistol, reminds them, and asks if they think he should reach out to see if his contact knows anything about a sweet styles. Uh, it might make some more noise that we don't necessarily want. It seems mm-hmm. like we're pretty close. We can even just go straight to this guy, maybe. Yeah. True. We'll keep that in the pocket. Yeah, yeah it might be something pocket. that... Because the point is not to have a leak inside a pistol. So right. telling someone in, in a pistol that we're looking into some other guy in a pistol is going to raise some flags. Yeah. yeah. Why would they hire an outside people to look into it kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Especially since I already know a leak at... No. Mm-hmm. If anything, we should probably kill Joseph. He already knows too much. <laughs> I don't think we need to kill anyone. I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need. I'm hoping we can avoid that. Yeah, me too. Okay, so we know the location yeah. of... Presumably. You know where you know where the package originated from and right. what name was on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we can walk right into this place, though. We're probably going to have to catch him outside. We need to catch him, go into his apartment or something. Yeah. We're going to have to do a surveillance. Luckily, we got a van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can certainly go and check the place out. Can I use one of my intel to get some um, intel, intel on, <laughs> uh, on trip styles? When you were searching for some way to spoof the tracking information, mm-hmm. you found someone who was working on that. And he went by a username Tripwire. And you make the pretty obvious connection that this must be trip styles. And that he had found some way to uh, spoof the tracking information on QuickBox deliveries. All right. We're getting closer. This Trip Styles guy is maybe like a middleman who like got the package while it was being 
properly shipped. And I he, feel more like he's like uh, he Edward Snowden or something, yeah. <laughs> kind of, where it's like he found some sort of information. Oh, okay. yeah, and he already to leak had it. the stuff to leak it. Yeah, gotcha. I'm gonna use my nose for a story. Okay, so I got three of these bad boys, and I'm gonna spend one. I'm gonna ask a question from the research list. Sure. Where would I find a trip besides the office building? Local hangouts. Sure. Any clubs he's a part of. His residence would be okay, too. <laughs> what's he into? Does he have any, like, yeah. weird mm-hmm. fetishes? Yeah, what's he into? Oh. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> that can be useful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could disguise myself as his dom. He's a scaly. <laughs> <laughs> you do a little digging in your reporter fashion. Start digging around on some websites and asking some people. And you find a list of quick bite deliveries three a day for the past week to his office. It seems like he probably hasn't left the office in a while. Hmm. Okay. He's not coming out for some reason. I want to know more about this office. Like, do they actually have like beds to crash on or something? Like, it's weird to me that someone's just staying there for days on end. Do quick bite deliveries happen by drone or is there a human in a uniform who makes those deliveries? Rarely humans. It's 99% of the time drones. Okay. A human would only be for like a really VIP package or something like that. We could send him something that's super VIP mm-hmm. and then be one of the delivery guys. That sounds like a good plan. If you want to know more about the office, you can go and scope it out or fire up Google Maps or whatever you want. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll use my contact card. This is going to be QuickBox Delivery Man. A QuickBox Delivery Man. How do you know this QuickBox Delivery Man? I mean, like living out of van man sometimes i just want some quick box (laughs) this is is the guy who usually delivers to me and he don't judge yeah he don't judge my van maybe since you don't have a fixed address they have to do a person i was just gonna say oh yeah Yeah. sure smart do you even know his name it's kyle just Just kyle kyle from quick box yeah i don't know his last name (laughs) (laughs) just just kyle from quick box he slipped you his number though so you got and an end. I don't have a phone, though. <laughs> and I told him that several times. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you that, Kyle. <laughs> Call me. And, and why does Kyle owe you a favor or why do you owe him a favor? I think it's like what Tiss was saying. He's kind of got a crush on me more than oh, anything. Okay. Sure. Got yeah. a crush on That's, you. All right. You That's, found out. He's into that man <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Takes all kinds, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he likes women who looks just like every other woman. <laughs> All right. How do you get in touch with Kyle? Oh, I just make a quick box order. I oh, know. Sure. I know he'll show up. <laughs> you put in like the special notes, a little like heart or something. Yeah. Send Send your cutest delivery boy. <laughs> I think that's coming off strong. Send your yeah. cutest <laughs> delivery boy named Kyle. It's, de- it's definitely not Kyle. So. <laughs> you don't want to lead Kyle on. Send no. your mediocreist no. delivery you, boy. You just make a delivery. You you know that there's a certain delivery time for a certain kind of product mm-hmm. where it's always an individual delivering and. And in the past, it's always been Kyle. So you yeah. up, you order up that delivery. And a few <laughs> a few minutes later, you hear a, a knock at your van. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He's not rude. Delivery. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, Kyle. <laughs> I open the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I don't know. Sure. No, I imagine this is probably an Olivia yeah. special. Yeah, uh, we I, step out for a bit. Oh. I open the door. I step out. I'm like, hey, Kyle, how's it going? Oh, it's okay. Working late today. 
Yeah, I know how that is. I don't know how that is. <laughs> Where do you work? <laughs> you know, here and there, wherever I can get a job. Garrett is listening with like one ear and he's listening to Burn Nightly with the other ear. <laughs> so you can't hear anything they're saying. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah, it was good to see you too. Oh, uh, I was hoping to grab a favor from you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I need to make a special delivery. And I want it to be a surprise to a friend of mine. He works at Epistle. See him get a little disappointed when he when you hear a friend of yours. Just like an old friend from <laughs> back in the day. Don't worry, It's like man. a father figure to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how old this guy is. I guess maybe I did from the picture. I could kind of guess. Tiss is like trying to give her hints. <laughs> it's like you lying. Yep. Yeah. So far, you've gotten all these guys to like you. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so as far as we know. (laughs) Sweet beard. Okay, well, sure. So you want a a special (laughs) delivery and you want it to be a surprise? Yeah, anonymous if possible. But he'll know it's for me once he sees what it is. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you roll a style? Four. (laughs) He gets really nervous when you start talking about this. And he's like, oh, I don't know. The protocol is that I'm supposed to do this and that. And he doesn't see him on board. He starts kind of sweating a little bit. What if I make it worth your while? Uh, he goes beet red. <laughs> Jeez. I was talking about like money. Oh. <laughs> but oh. I mean, we could go on a date. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if there's a, a color beyond beet red, he turns that. It's uh, uh, he goes in, infrared. <laughs> Code red. <laughs> he goes Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> he hangs his head. And- but I only go out with, you know, courageous people. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel bad for Kyle. You know, <laughs> war heroes. I'm, or- I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. almost ready to go rescue Kyle. Uh, oh, dear. That would embarrass him so much yeah. more if you can't. Be, be like, we've been listening in. You see, and you just put good. your arm around the lady and be like, hey, babe, who's this loser? <laughs> <laughs> you see Kyle very obviously fake a call on his uh, little Bluetooth headset. Uh, he goes, oh, oh, okay, I'll be right there. Sorry, I have a delivery, Olivia. And he, he runs off. Damn. So no go. <laughs> no go. That's too bad. He just wasn't ready for the date, I guess. <laughs> All those times he gave me his number. It's going to go narc on you now. What's he going to say? <laughs> Shouldn't give anything like incriminating. Yeah, I didn't even say that much really <laughs> just that it was a pistol that was the only thing all right so that was a bust unfortunately sorry guys we can't all the winners kyle <laughs> yeah he's obviously not a winner <laughs> <laughs> should i add him to the shit list <laughs> hell yeah what the hell What's olivia that? you said kyle was cool i thought he was cool i'm gonna flood quick box with bad reviews about <laughs> kyle <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't get him, get him, a, get him a demotion. <laughs> He's literally the only one who'll just deliver anywhere in the city. <laughs> I think plan B was to actually go to the office itself and just kind of scope it out. Mm-hmm. I think we could, yeah, do that and maybe pull together a disguise. Hey everybody, it's Jake again. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know we are. I've got a quick word from our sponsors for you. This episode is brought to you by Quick Bite. If you're like me, you don't have time or the means to cook every meal day in, day out. Most capsule apartments don't even come with hot plates anymore. That's where Quick Bite comes in. 
They deliver delicious, nutritional instant meals right to your doorstep. There are a ton of mouth-watering flavors like greens, red, or my personal favorite, purple. There are even vegetarian and full synth options too. I've been using QuickBite for a couple months now, and I'm not saying this just because they're sponsoring the show, but honestly, QuickBite has changed my life for the better. I can't recommend it more. Listeners of the show can get 20 Omnicoin off their first purchase by using the promo code HOBGOBLIN. That's H-O-B-G-O-B-L-I-N at checkout. Hit purchase on your pad right now to take advantage of this great deal. That's it for now. Let's get back to the show. So you drive down the busy streets about a dozen blocks away from actual Epistle HQ and you pass it on the way and you can see the outside has a big tarp over it where presumably this fire happened. Oh, at the headquarters. At the headquarters, yep. And you go to this other office and you see there's a big sign on one of the windows of this office. It says like offices for lease. And you figure this is just like an office that Epistle has rented while the actual floors are still being repaired. It's a small one. It's just about four floors. You see there's a fairly surmountable fence metal poles with a wire on the top and there's a little guard box at the entrance to the parking lot. It's a fairly rundown building. There's a bunch of solar panels on the top that you know don't do anything anymore. Looks like this building's been here for a long time and hasn't been updated in just as long. Okay. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to call that leasing agent. Okay. You have the oldest shit, man. Hmm? That's just what Olivia says to you. Oh. You have the oldest stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not even a touch screen. It's like push button. It's a flip phone. And where did you get that? Oh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> Such a hipster. <laughs> not really. It's on a clip on his belt. <laughs> but like in this world, you kind of are. That's you're pretty so hip low, though. Yeah. You're low tech, you yeah. know. Anyways, I call him up. Hello? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> There's a scramble as the guy picks up the phone. Oh, uh, the uh, boardwalk properties. How can I help you? <laughs> of course. Hi, I'm inquiring about the building on 12th Street. Says there's open office space. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, we have three X square feet office buildings. Um, full, fully furnished. Nope. nope. You seem confused. Uh, uh, that doesn't matter to me. I would like to take a. I'd like to make an appointment to see it today, please. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. Ask for a name, and you give a fake name, and he arranges for a time, and it's uh, a couple hours from now. Burn daily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mister Daly. Uh, he'll they'll be there in uh, two hours. All right. Thank you. Great. That seems like a plan. <laughs> Something. At least get us in the door. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to do in the meantime? Yeah, I think I'd want to do maybe some recon because it is not their normal building, how mm-hmm. how much they have in terms of security and all yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So that's absolutely an assess roll plus edge. Seven? Seven is a partial success. You mm-hmm. get to ask one question from the assess list. The options on assess are what potential complications do I need to be wary of? What do I notice despite an effort to conceal it? How is blank vulnerable to me? How can I avoid trouble or hide here? What is my best way in, way out, slash way past? Where can I gain the most advantage? Who or what is my biggest threat in this situation? Or who or what is in control here? Yeah, I'm going to go with who or what is my biggest threat in this situation? Sure. From what you can see, and you, like, you watch the building for a couple hours, you witness three guards. There are two that seem like basically rent-a-cops, just totally 
generic security guards. There's one at the toll booth at the parking lot and one standing outside the building. But you see one more arrive kind of partway through your surveillance. And this one has a black turtleneck on. The weapon at his side is much bigger (laughs) than the ones that the other ones have. And you can tell that he's definitely armored underneath the turtleneck. And this one just seems to be a little more prepared than the other two and a little more specific in his purpose to be here. I feel like I could distract one of them. Does it look like they're just doing the perimeter or are they just staying in one place? So there's one that's pretty much stationed at the toll booth at the parking lot. Mm -hmm. There's one doing the rounds. And then that third one that you are a little more worried about, he went into the building. Okay. In this downtime, I'm going to go and just buy some office clothes, you'll say. So I'll buy like a white button-up shirt and like a kind of shitty tie. And some nice slacks. <laughs> Shitty tie, nice slacks. Yeah. Ooh, I like a nice pair of slacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, sounds good. Yep, and I'll slick my hair back real good. <laughs> and I'll buy one other set for whoever wants to come in with me. Who wants to pretend to, pretend to be an office boy? Who wants to come business mm-hmm. casual? Business cash? I mean, I probably stand out the most. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Olivia, actually. Sure. Yeah, Garrett doesn't like to show his face in public, so um, it's going <laughs> to be an issue. <laughs> That is an issue. Sure. You have secured a business casual outfit for Olivia and Tiss. And you wait for a moment and you see a car pull up and uh, out pops a a very rushed looking uh, real estate agent. Looks like he probably ran over from another job. And he uh, steps out of the car and kind of looks around waiting for whoever he's supposed to meet. All right. Let's not come out of the van. So drive like a block away and then (laughs) we'll walk over. So we walk over to the real estate agent. Hi there. Uh, are you meeting us to show us the building? Yeah. Hi, I'm Tim. Um, I'm I'm here to show you the office that's for rent. Um, it's a it's a really good office, and um, you should absolutely consider renting it. Well, this is Kyle's well, night job. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kyle's, Kyle's brother. It's I have to brother. cover my yeah. face. Or, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Kyle's brother. Yeah. All right, Tim. Uh, let's let's go take a look at the place. Eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's um. It's a great office. It's uh, 1,200 square feet. Tim, just and, calm down. Let's let's go look at the place. Oh, oh, Let's get in there. Let's get in there and see then the you space. can tell us what okay. we're looking at, you know? Uh, all right, yeah. So this building is, uh, it's a historical building. And I'll, I'll tell you a bit more about it on the way to <laughs> the office. I'll you there, Tim. <laughs> we're more interested in the flow and the feng shui of the space. Uh, well, so let's see it. Yeah, not so much the history. Oh, okay, well, I'll just... um. I'll just hum quietly while I walk you there. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys will. <laughs> Everybody's voice is cracking in this world. Hey, they're nervous. It's a tough world for teenagers. It's a tough yes. world for teenagers. Well, when like the average lifespan is like 30. What? <laughs> well, the legal working age is eight. So. Yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah. You guys head up to the guard post at the front of the lot, and one of these rent-a-cops is in the toll booth, doesn't really seem to care too much about what's going on. Tim shows his little badge from Boardwalk Properties, and he opens the arm, and you guys walk in. And real quick to Tim, I'm just like, oh, I didn't know there were other tenants in the building. How long have they lived here or worked here? Uh, Well, you know, some of them have been here uh, a long time, and... Some of them not as long. Um, Okay. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) Very helpful. (laughs) I'm not not supposed to talk too much about the other tenants. I'm just supposed to rent out this unit. Um, All right. What uh, what floor is it? 
Uh, it's on the um, 235th floor. Oh, That's weird because it's a four-story building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember you saying uh, that. Two, two point three five floor. <laughs> oh, it's in the middle. It's, it's raised, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a split level. I see. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's five feet high. Two hundred and forty-fifth floor. Okay, I think we're looking at the wrong building. <laughs> it's just a name for the. It's, uh, uh, right. it's the second and third floor. It's a split mm. level uh, office. Ah, I see. A large ceiling office. Uh, I mean, if you wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> we can take uh, out the ceiling right now. <laughs> I mean, it either we is or isn't. We'll do anything him. you want for it. We'll, I'm serious. <laughs> Between Tim's very nervous energy and you two kind of ragging him on a bit, you guys are walking into the main building and there's the second guard kind of around the door. Mm-hmm. Not at the door, but around it. And he just kind of watches you guys as you walk in. Does one of you want to make a. Uh, so act under pressure, which is cool to just look like you're actually supposed to be here. Are you any good at that? I Olivia? got a plus one. Is there any assistance in this game? Yes, you can help the other out as long as there's a reasonable reason why you're doing it. Okay. I feel like this is a situation where we can aid. Mm-hmm. Where we just... We're together yeah. doing this together. Finishing each other's sentences or whatever. <laughs> sure, so uh, one of you roll and then we'll see what the result is. Then we can... Go ahead. All right. I'll just aid. Nine. Okay, so you could actually turn it into a ten. So how you help assist in this game mm-hmm. is you roll 2d6 plus the number of links that you have with them. Oh, I got so one, we have one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And if you succeed, you give them a plus one, which will bring them up to a 10. If you is fail... It a total success or does it can it be a seven or higher? Uh, seven or higher is still good, but with possible consequences. But it looks like you rolled pretty well. 12, yes. 12, yes. Nice. So complete success. You guys are totally convincing. We're just asking enough questions to yeah, sound like you, we know what we're talking you seem about. To, exactly. You know the right questions to ask. And this guard has seen this happen. You know, this building's been, or this part of the building's been for lease for a while. So he's not too, he's nonplussed. Mm-hmm. And you walk right in. So yeah, you're on first floor. You see there's kind of a basic lobby, a couple elevators, a set of stairs. There's a few doors that seem like they probably just lead to like electrical rooms and storage rooms and that kind of thing. From what you can see on the listing on the directory, I should say. The first two floors just have a miscellaneous offices that you're not interested in. Well, I guess the second and third ones have the ones that you're supposed to be seeing. <laughs> and you see on the fourth floor, there's a piece of paper stuck in the slot. Looks very temporary. That says Epistle Analytics. Okay. All right. So we're going to need to basically split up somehow. Okay. So we'll have to think of some excuse kind of along our our uh, tour of the office. Sure. I think I have already sort of established that I'm like the almost like interior decorator, okay. spiritually. That's true. <laughs> first, yeah. Like faux spiritualist. Feng shui. So that maybe I need to like go and feel the aura of the, yeah. of the space. Alone, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't need you guys tainting the aura. Yeah. And with Tim's nervous energy. And I'll <laughs> absolutely let you look at whatever you want as long as you think you might rent this office. <laughs> All right. And I, I okay. really need this sale, you guys. Oh man, please. I feel so bad. Tim, let me give you some advice. Don't say that. Uh, um, okay, I've been, been in the business a long time, Tim. He knows what he's talking about. All right, Tim. Here, let me help you. Okay, I put, Thank an, you. I put an arm around Tim. Oh. I'm like, let's <laughs> let's go look at the control room. You can show me what kind of uh, you know technology you're working with here. Okay. Yep. Let's see what you got. So we've got you know your standard. Um, Whiz bangs and your um, cyber wazzles. Um, Tim, let me just let, let me just take a look. I know what I'm looking okay. at here. 
And whiz bang isn't a thing. <laughs> uh, oh God, I'm fucking this up so bad. Tim, you, you oh, know I'm never going to get this sale. <laughs> you know, you're probably not supposed to let them into various electrical rooms and things I like that. I need this sale, But GM. you may be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. I'd like to do some research when I'm in this room. Okay. So Tis and Tim have kind of split off into the electrical room, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to do a little research in there. Yeah. While that's happening, Olivia, what are you doing? You're alone now. Yeah, I am alone. Yeah. Guess I'm trying to get onto the other level, probably, and meet this Mr. Tripwire. Le- at least leave him a message. Important question. Stairs or elevator? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to feign ignorance with stairs. Yeah. Elevator, you could have pushed the wrong button. Yeah. I think that's it is. Elevator, elevator. It is. Okay. Olivia doesn't walk if she's an <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so Olivia, you press the up button on the elevator. You wait for a little bit. The doors open and you see a very large, serious looking security guard standing in the elevator. And he kind of steps to one side. Okay. I step on as well. <laughs> and he closes the door. Okay. Tiss, what do you want to ask in the electrical room? So I'll use one of my research tokens. I was thinking about using it to do like, where can I find like the network hub for maybe the building? Okay, sure. You find it. It's in kind of one of these rooms. You have to go through a couple of them, kind of dragging Tim along with you. It is in a locked cabinet on one wall. There's a kind of metal locker, essentially. And you know that the switches and routers and things like that are in there. Okay. I just make a mental note of it. I'm not going to attempt to do anything right now. Okay. But I'm going to help Tim on how to like show this. Be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> See, this is a feature wall. You can do something really great with this. <laughs> this is the electrical room. <laughs> yeah, not, not there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're so you actually around. do head to where... I'm just walking around the offices and actually looking everywhere now. Okay. Because I've kind of seen what I need space. to see. Tim yeah. like starts taking notes on his little like... Yeah. Um, palm pilot. His little palm pilot. Yeah. yeah. Future palm pilot. Palm pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like this guy now. He's more retro than me. <laughs> Olivia. Yes. The security guard steps to the side. This is the kind of tougher, heavily armored one mm-hmm. that you saw earlier. Yeah. The doors close behind you. And he says, what floor? Four, please. And what's your business there? Oh, I uh, was told by Tim that you guys have working restrooms on that floor. Who the fuck is Tim? (laughs) (laughs) He's the one showing us around downstairs. But unfortunately, I need to use the restroom a real bad. Well, unless Tim has your badge, then you can get the fuck out of here. Well... I have my badge. Okay, well, you can spend a year to find a discarded badge of someone who's supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. I think you would have to do... How about you just roll style? You need to convince the guard that this is real, so... Eight. Eight, okay. That's a fast talk on an eight. NBCs do what you want, but someone will find out. Okay. He gives you a once-over, gives you a real shitty look. What's your name, by the way? Inglesius. Inglesius? Yeah. Nice to meet you. He presses the fourth floor button. And I'm like, thank God, because I got to pee, dude. <laughs> At the fourth floor, the door opens. You step out. The door is closed. Be the audience. See Inglesius get on his radio. The action clock goes up by one. Bunk, you're on guard duty. You're waiting for your moment where you can <laughs> jump in there and do your distraction or whatever. You see coming in down the street. You barely see it because it's a very tiny little drone. 
and you can kind of tell with your AR sensors and things like that that it's shooting out a bunch of different sensors and detectors and thermographic imaging and it's just loaded with surveillance gear and it's heading down the street uh, towards the building. Like you said, I'm checking out this drone with my AR visor. I guess I'm just going to try to, from a distance, for the time being, kind of take a closer look with some of the programs I have. Can I just roll and assess, I guess? You kind of just want to probe at it a bit? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Assess is fine. Uh, I rolled a five. You have failed. You send out just some gentle little probes to see if you can get into this drone and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you hit a pretty solid wall of ice and you can't get in. And you feel like that intrusion attempt was probably noted. Oh, snap. That ain't swag. (laughs) <laughs> That's the opposite as well, nope. I guess. And the, the drone actually kind of starts heading toward the van that you're in to check it out, too. Oh, shit. Action clock goes up to 21. Uh, At midnight, which is three more blocks, the mission is a failure. Oh, my God. Question real quick. How autonomous are my crows? One of your crows, you actually gave it the autonomous tag. So yeah. it can pretty much do its own right. thing. The other one, a little less so. You can give it an order. It'll go do it, but you can't kind of update it, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Maybe Jack is going to go deal with that drone, try to help take it down. Okay. So he's certainly too slow to have helped in to prevent that. Yes. But he might be able to stop further action. So you should roll synth for this bird drone to do his thing. Nine. So you succeed, but you choose two. And your options are you make too much noise, advance the clock. You, in this case, the drone takes harm as established by the fiction. An ally takes harm as established by the fiction or something of value breaks. Oh, It'll probably take harm then. The crow swoops in, talons out, grabs onto the drone and Mm -hmm. kind of wrestles it to the ground. This is the sneaky one. So yeah, he's not as strong as Bell is Right. So so it's a bit of an effort to Mm -hmm. actually grab it and pull it out of the sky. It does so and the machine crashes to the ground, but along with your crow who's taking a little bit of harm. They don't have like a harm clock or anything. I, I think if he takes harm, he's probably just out of the yeah. out of the fight That's for kind now. Of what right? I assumed. And Bunk, you can tell that this drone suddenly going offline is certainly going to alert people. The the people that were watching it. Oh damn. Which um, means the action clock is up to twenty two. Oh my god. <laughs> I just want to quickly pop out of the van mm-hmm. and grab that drone. Okay. Sure. That yep. Got taken out. Okay. A couple things happen. Bunk, you notice First, it's just one little tracing attempt, and then two, and then three, and then many more. And this whole area is being bombarded with probes and tracing attempts. And you know, they know that something's going on here right now, and they want to find out what it is. Can I relay that to the crew inside? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Tis, you were here with Tim. You know something's going on. You know that they know that something's going on. It's up to you what you want to do, but you feel like you probably have to act very quickly here. I feel like I have to, like, knock Tim out. <laughs> like, I feel wow. like I need to, oh, like, cut the network cables or something like that. And then people are going to come down to this floor to, like, figure out what's going wrong. Right. And maybe in the fray or something, that's when we can actually get, uh, what's his face out of here? Trip. Trip. Yeah, we need to figure out how to get Trip out of the building with us. Okay. Like, And I don't know how to do that. I don't either. I'm first up to find him. <laughs> Olivia, you are on the fourth floor where supposedly Trip is. You're in a hallway on the fourth floor. You see a few doors. One of them is labeled trip. temporarily. Not Trip, <laughs> but a, a pistol analytics. Oh, right? okay. Sure. So do you have a 
fake ID or something? I do. For working here at Epistle? Uh, I think it was just a building pass, like a security yeah. pass. Oh, okay. So. Can we communicate with each other? Yeah. Bunkin mentioned they're actively scanning and looking for communication. In this area. Okay. So they would be able to hear any non-encrypted comms. Yeah. So I'll have to say something vague. You were talking about maybe messing with the network or what? Yeah. So I think I'm going to message Olivia and be like, hey, the network's down on floor one. I heard Trip is pretty good with that kind of stuff. Do you think you can get him to come down and check it out on uh, the third floor? Uh, I'll see what I can do. And I'll wait for confirmation and then I'll make my move on Tim. Okay. Put my moves on Tim. Tim is inconsequential. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how would you knock him out? Karate chop to the back of the head or? Uh, fire extinguisher. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Suffocate him to death with that. Oh, I, I think, I I'm think not he, like blowing it oh. in his mouth. <laughs> I think you've been hit him with Yeah. yeah. That's going to be this also bad. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're killing him, basically. He drops like a sack of bricks. You were alone in this room. Do you right. check his pulse? I mean, you might have killed him. <laughs> I'd rather not know. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to drag him to the room with good feng shui. Okay. <laughs> At least important, that's what I said. Important use of your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely ruined the It feng just shui. happened to be right next door, so it's not a big sure. deal, guys. And then I'll close that door, and then I'll take a knife to the network cable, like... I know that it's like a lockbox, but mm. there's probably cables running down below it, would be my guess. It goes through the wall, but Uh-oh. I mean, it doesn't take you. You can jump right, open. I mean, you can probably jimmy the box. Again, okay, yeah, I'll sure. pry it open. Yeah, you pry it open. There's a very poorly managed cables and just a rat's nest of wires, and you just go ham on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now there is a, a, a mess of half cables, and <laughs> you see all the little lights dim out. All right, good. And what do you do after that? I'll head towards this the stairs. Olivia, you are outside the door of Epistle Analytics. Mm-hmm. You adjust your name badge. Yep. You adjust your business casual outfit. I adjust my tie. You adjust your tie. You think you can't keep procrastinating by adjusting things. <laughs> and so I open the door. <laughs> As the clock keeps ticking. Yeah. yeah. You open the door. You see there's about eight cubicles in here. There's a little desk up at the front with a secretary behind it. Okay. I just walk right up to the secretary. Sure. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Trip. I was told he could actually help with some IT problems on the first floor. The secretary is currently looking at their pad and like pressing buttons and like, why can't I get online? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you need to fix the Wi-Fi. And they, they wave you on. <laughs> <laughs> you walk through the cubicles. A few people give you sideways glances, but most of them are focusing on their computer. Mm-hmm. And you hear a bit of a shuffle as someone seems to be like grabbing a bunch of stuff and shoving it in bags. Mm-hmm. And you see someone poke their head up above a cubicle wall and start booking. Oh my God, this is like a matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what Trip looks like? No, but I kind of think I can assume it's Yeah, you're guy. pretty sure okay. it's <laughs> Yeah. I kick off my high heels. <laughs> right, so if you're trying to catch him, it's a meat roll. Meat. All right, and tell me where he's going so I can try to head him off. Actually, no, I think it's act under pressure. Yeah, sorry, act under pressure. It's cool, yeah. Oh, five. Do we get luck points in this game? Mm-hmm. 
No, but, <laughs> but, but, maybe this is the time to introduce a mechanic. You see who you presume is Trip, mm-hmm. booking it down the aisle. Suddenly, the lights in the building go dark. Mm-hmm. He was like about to turn a corner and he trips on something and slams into the wall. But then the lights immediately flick back on. You catch up to him in that moment and you grab him by the scruff and you see a kind of scrawny guy, not quite as nervous energy as Tim, but still pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, hopefully his voice is different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the gray suit and red tie, but it's worn very casually. Like it's not done up all the way and his shirt is untucked a little bit. Oh, who are you, man? What's going on? you can invoke a blackout to automatically succeed on a roll. Oh, snap. I'm going to create a blackout clock. And every time you invoke it, I'm going to increase that clock by one. Oh. And what happens when it gets higher? We'll find out. We'll find out. I whisper into his ear, Mr. Wire, you need to come with me. You can fast talk to try to convince him to come peacefully. Mm -hmm. It looks like he's he's about to bolt again. Right. You can play hardball, which is the, the threat of violence, or just try to get him to fall in line. Mm. The thing with play hardball is you're really only supposed to use it if you mean it. If you're not going to follow through with the threat, then you're bluffing. Right. If you would follow through with the threat, then you're playing hardball. Bluff would be fast talk. Right. Yeah. Edge would give me plus one. So if I threaten to shoot him, I have to shoot him. <laughs> he you you have thing. to mean it, right? Yeah. There might be some way in which you get around it, but uh, it has to be a, a, a actual. Tell him you're going to shoot him in the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't run? So he'll always trip. Bunk and Garrett both see a dark van speeding down the street, stopping right in front of the building. And you see three very heavily armored epistle security guards pour out of the van. It's distraction time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I maybe use a Intel and threaten something he cares about? (laughs) Yes, you can. When you were doing your research you know that he has a daughter named Mirth who is currently missing. Okay. Trip, listen to me. We were hired to find out who's leaking stuff. And we were hired by your company. And I'm pretty sure they're behind your daughter's disappearance as well. If you want to find out more, you're going to come with me right now or something bad's going to happen to all of us. And whatever that bad thing that happens to all of you is, we'll find out in two weeks. Thanks for listening to The House of Bob. Audio production is provided by Astronomic Audio. Music is produced by John R. Julius and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe for more content, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social media, and join our Discord server. Blackout is made possible by our amazing Patreon supporters. Ray Kearney, Tom Wesley, Rob, Bluckett12, Jessica, Kieran Duffy, Mike of the Tales from the Glass Guarded World podcast, Sylvia Douglas, Luke Conroy, and Volt. If you'd like to be a part of making this podcast possible, please visit patreon.com slash the house of Bob. Hey, can I uh, get some of that green before we leave? I'm out of green. Oh. Is red okay? <laughs> it's not vegetarian, so well, <laughs> I guess I'll pass. I'll bite a red. <laughs> all right. Whatever. I'm all about that perp. <laughs> That's why they call you Granddaddy Perp. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, I thought that was for something else. <laughs> that was a one-time thing, man. You weren't supposed to tell anybody about that. <laughs>